You're listening to Overcomers Church International Podcast. Here at OCI, we're dedicated to our vision of building strong people and building strong churches. From wherever you're listening, we hope this message leaves you equipped and encouraged. So listen, we're going to put up their real quick campaign of influence. Um, I'm, I'm going to jump in for real. So Father, thank you so much. Thank you, God. It's just going to come out in an order. God, thank you that the people have ears to hear and eyes to see, and that my mouth speaks forward your word in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. So several months ago, the Lord started putting on my heart and within our children's ministry department something called a campaign of influence. We weren't really sure what the Lord was saying yet, so we just had to go and spend time with him. And in that process of spending time with the Lord and in the body and in leadership, the Lord was saying, this is something for all of us. So we're going to take it on. So I literally want to start with just what the word campaign means. It's a series of military operations intended to achieve a particular objective confined to a particular area or involved with a specified type of fighting. So the Lord has called it a campaign of influence because we know that this is an operation, like a military operation that the Lord has said unto us. So for a while, the Lord has been speaking to us about something that he is birthing, and it is a movement. And then the other part of that is, he says, call my people to action. Call them, just let that sit in for just a second, a call of action. Like we're hearing that out in the world, right? The world is even using that term, a call to action. God is saying to his army, to his people, I am calling you to action. I am birthing a movement. I'm calling you to action, and I want you to go forward. So I'm going to unpack about what's going to happen in the campaign of influence, okay? So I'm going to have um, Sierra and everybody that Miss Marianne gave a mountain to. I want you guys to come up here and stand by me real quick. All right, praise God. I need that microphone again. So I want to talk to you just for just a minute about something called the seven mountains, okay? So the seven mountains, we have been talking about it in children's ministry. And what the seven mountains is, is it's a mandate. You guys can go back on your own and you can listen to some things by a man named Lance Walnow. And it is a mandate. And what that mandate says is it says, people of God, you need to go into all places of society Aubrey was calling for things in worship when that tape was coming forward for people to go in to the arts. I heard several things there. Aubrey was like calling that forward. The Lord is saying, my people need to go. And my people need to go everywhere. So in children's ministry and in this body, it isn't just a focus of being rooted and grounded in the word of God and it being alive unto you for it to benefit your life, but it is so that we go. So with the kids, we have been saying, it's all of it, you guys. We're just going to learn the whole thing because you're not going to hold in what the Lord has done, man. We have goals. We have goals for them. And it's that they're rooted and grounded in the word of God and that they hear his voice, that they minister amongst their peers. And then before they go out into the world, that they have heard from the Lord where he is asking them to go. And what do they go with? I'm going to talk about that in just a minute, but actually Sierra has the Great Commission memorized, so she's going to give that to you guys, so receive that. It's going to be awesome. It's on. 
And then the eleven disciples went away into Galilee, to the mountain which Jesus had appointed for them. When they saw him, they worshipped, but some doubted. And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have appointed to you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of age. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Sarah. So the Lord, the Lord has commissioned us to go, to go and make disciples. And the Lord says, I will be with you always. So this is something we talk about all the time, about who they are in Christ and hearing from God and hearing his voice to go and to be able to tell someone else about what he has done. So this is a call to action for them. This is a call to action for you. We do things as like an entire body, as an entire army. What is going on in here is going on in there, and what is going on in there is going on in here because we are called into this house. So this is it. They have had things going on on the inside of them. Our kids are hearing from the Lord. Our kids are prophesying. Our kids are speaking out what the Lord is saying, and he is ministering to them. They are dreaming. They are hearing from the Lord. And not only is the Lord beautifully telling them who they are in Christ, but the Lord is telling them to go. Cadence just revealed all kinds of things that the Lord said, oh, in the book, and then I'm going to write this book, and I'm going to write this book, and the Lord showed me, and here it all is in my dream. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So what we are going to do in the campaign of influence in this church is beginning in July, we're going to take two weeks, another two weeks, another two weeks. It's going to go on and on two weeks, and over one two-week period, we're going to hit some of the mountains, and we're going to do it together. Okay, so I'm going to explain a little bit more about it. Which one do you have here? So Family Mountain, I'm going to read them off, okay? Because there's seven of them we're going to go to. Government and military, which one do you have here? Education, church and religion, arts and entertainment, media, and business. These are all basically what this mandate encompasses, if you think about it, is everything. There's nothing untouched in society in these places. They feed into each other. They go into each other. The people calls us as the body to go into them, sometimes multiple of them. We can see that constantly throughout the word. If you open just your eyes up and let the Lord begin to show you all of the going into all of these places. So they, our kids are being told to go. So as a body, we are going to take it on and we are going to go. And it is going to be so, so exciting. Okay, you guys can sit down. Good job. Listen, some of them were like super nervous. It's funny to like be in front of you guys, right? Some of them were like super nervous and I was like, let's not be. Because we, like we get them over there and they're like, woo, you know, and we're praying and they're like, woo, releasing. So I'm like, don't be nervous. Don't be nervous at the adult faces. They have things to say to you. They have things to go and say to the world and the Lord is gonna release all kinds of goodness. So here's a couple of things I wanna talk about right at the beginning with the campaign of influence. So we're gonna go in July. So all together, we're going to give you a card and don't worry, gonna repeat this information, more to come. So we are gonna give you a card and then we are gonna ask you as a family, as a single person, if you're single, you go find somebody else to partner up with, you're gonna to begin to ask the Lord about some very specific things on going and serving in the body. It's going to get creative. It's going to get fun. Yeah? Okay. So here's one other thing I want to say before I move on into a little bit of strategy. Go with me to 2 Corinthians 5, 17 through 19. 
Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. So one thing I've already said about the campaign of influence is that we're all called to go. This is actually the mission statement, okay? To serve the seven mountains in our community to begin developing relationships outside of OCI. Everybody say, outside of OCI. Okay, so outside of OCI because the Lord is calling us to go. So we know that we're called to go, and I want to talk to you for just a minute about part of what all of us are called to go with. Because I have heard people say, I am not a minister. You guys have heard this too. I am not a minister. And I'm like, okay, I hear what you're saying, that you don't feel called to a fivefold. And actually, three to four percent of people in population will be called to a fivefold ministry, okay? So what about all the rest of us? Let's read something here in 2 Corinthians 5, 17 through 19. I want you to just put this on. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away, and behold, all things have become new. We're familiar with that. This is powerful. This is awesome. Thank you, Jesus. Now all things are of God who has reconciled us to himself through Christ Jesus and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. That is that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses to them, and has committed to us the word of reconciliation. I could just stop right there and spend the remainder of time talking about the ministry of reconciliation. But I have, (laughs) yes, I could. I have sent a lot of Marcos out. Does anybody know what Marco is? Like some people use it. It's like this video facing kind of app. I've sent a lot of Marcos out talking about the ministry of reconciliation. Marianne's nodding her head. And I said, Marianne, just, just let me do it. Just let me do it. Just let me release. But you know what? It isn't just in the Marcos. The Lord has given inside of me and inside of you the ministry of reconciliation, the word of reconciliation. And we all are supposed to go into all places of society, hallelujah, with the ministry of reconciliation. We are supposed to go in and say, look what the Lord has done. Look what he has done and look at who he is in my life. And this is for you. This is for you. We can say things like John 3, 16. Yes, we can do that to people, and we should do that to people. Never tire, never tire of that verse. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever, everyone, that's everyone, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but shall have eternal life. This is a hurt and broken world that we are living in, right? But we know the hope that we have in Jesus Christ, amen, and we need to release it to the world. And, you know, sometimes I'll just say this, too, because I, I just want to keep, like, encouraging you because I want it to, like, settle in that you are called to be a minister of the gospel, of what Jesus has done in your life, that you are called to go do that to other people. Sometimes we get into a place where um, we're not really sure what we should do with people, so we do some good things, and we walk in love with them, and we treat them kindly, and we should and we should in situations. But here's the thing that I want to encourage you with. The reason the Lord is saying a call to action is because there is more. We need to bring the healer to people. We need to open up our mouths 
and begin to say what Jesus has done and bring the healer to a broken world. Will people come into the church to receive that message? Yes, they will, and they do. We do. We get built up all the time, and I am so thankful for it. But we need to go out, and we need to open our mouths and begin to release what it is that the Lord is saying to the people, and it's going to be so powerful. Okay, so like for every couple of weeks, we're going to do a new mountain, and then we're going to fill out those cards. One of you kids give me these cards. Thank you. So on the front of it, one of them I actually wrote the Krig Bombs. But on, on the front of it, you're actually going to write your family name or if there's a couple of you going together. And then on the back of it, you're actually going to write what it is that the Lord is going to have you do. So I'm going to talk about that part just a little bit. Thanks. Okay, so I want to talk about strategy, the how we do it. I think this is going to have to have two parts, this message. <laughs> the how we do it. Okay. So the how we actually go about the campaign of influence. So we are going to, there's three points I want to make here. Ask the Lord who to serve in the community. That's simple. Ask the Lord who to serve in the community. Ask the Lord how to serve them. That is also simple. Yes? So we're going to ask the Lord who to serve, and we're going to ask the Lord how to serve them. And the third thing is use your personal gifts and talents to provide the service and trust the Lord will continue to equip you in the going. Okay, I want to hang in there for just a minute. Somebody actually said something to me earlier. Actually, it was Alicia. She said something to me earlier in the week um, about the how. People are going to ask the how. And I want to say something to you, that God is so good to equip us in the going. There is so much truth and knowledge that you hold, revelation, that you hold on the inside of you right now. And I know that the Lord is saying that as the people go, I will continue to equip them with what they need in the going. It's so important that you hear that part right there because this will stretch people. This will feel like I'm getting out of my box just a little bit. Good, good, right? Because we know that we live in a world right now where there's strife, where there's um, so much like conflict going on and Jesus is the answer. Jesus is the answer, okay? Let me just say that, that there's nothing new happening. War and rumors of war have been there all of the time. Strife and conflict and the devil and the enemy at work has been there all of the time. But what it always comes back to and the hope that we know that is in us is it all comes back to Jesus. Jesus is the answer for every single problem that the world has. So we hold the solution to the problem. So the Lord is saying, people go and give the world the solution to the problem. So thank you, Father God. So we're going to ask the Lord who to serve and how to serve them. The thing I want to say about that for just a minute is this is different than random acts of kindness. Okay. This is different than random acts of kindness. Do we love random acts of kindness? Yes. I was going through Dairy Queen the other day, and I got up there, and um, I had worked all day as a nurse, and so I got up there, and I was like, mmm, this ice cream is going to be good at 8 o'clock at night. It's awesome. So I'm like, this ice cream is going to be good. So I get up there, and the lady through says to me, um, the vehicle in front of you paid for your food. And I'm like, I love that. And I said, let's keep it going. Let's keep it going. And I did not ask how much the keeping it going was going to be. Let me just say that. 
okay, but hallelujah, I'm blessed. And so I kept it going, okay? So I'm hoping a whole bunch of people, and I heard the people inside go, that, it was teenagers. And they're like, that's three, that's three. And I'm like, oh, they're counting. They're counting like how many cars are continuing to like keep it going. So I'm like, that's fun. Let's keep it going for a, good, a long time, people just being good to each other. But here's what I want to say. So that's fun. We know what that looks like. Anybody in the world can do that. People outside of a relationship with Jesus Christ, they do that. They do it. They do random acts of kindness. And so here's the thing that the Lord is saying. This is not about a random act of kindness. This is with intention that we are going to go to the Lord and we are going to say, who, Father, who and how? Who and how? And then, Father, in our third point, do this thing in me, Father, in the going that you show me, that you give me eyes to see and ears to hear what you are saying about them, and I'm going to go. And you're going to give me everything I need in the going to be able to do that. Yes? I want to read this verse to you in Ephesians 2.10. And it says, we are his workmanship. Yes, we know this, right? Created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. So here's what I want to say to you. You are his workmanship. Yes, you are. And before he even created you, he said, I have things for you to go walk in. So what the Lord is saying, will you come talk to me about them? I have works for you to go do. Will you pull that back up again one more time? Abraham, thank you. For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. We were created for good works. It is who we are in Christ. So God is saying, I have things for you to do. The Lord has put so much into us and he wants us to go and he wants us to be change makers. He wants us to affect change in people's lives. I'm gonna tell you something really fast that I had happen the other day. I have people in my life that the Lord has told me, go pursue after them. Go, go pursue after them and serve them. They, they will, are probably people that will, they'll never do anything for me, but the Lord has told me to do things for them. Because there, see, what I already have and what we already have is people into our life to encourage and to feed each other and to build each other up. We are a church good at that. We are a church good at walking in love with one another. We are a church good at hearing from the Lord and speaking into each other's lives boldly, and we are a church at growing together. We have such a healthy growth culture that I love it. I love it and I grow in it, but everybody else doesn't have that out in the world. There are people that no one is pursuing after them. There, no one's pursuing after them. I literally heard um, Todd White. Everybody know who Todd White is? Yes? I don't know how we don't, but yes. So Todd White, I heard him ministering the other day and he said in his 30s, he was in his 30s, and he had spent years surrounded by Christians and people that he knew were believers, nobody told him about Jesus until he was in his 30s. That should not be. That should not be, right? So the Lord is saying to us, I have told you, my people, to go. I have put the word of reconciliation on the inside of you. I have given you everything that you need to be able to go. And you know what? You are my workmanship. You are created for good works. So in the going, I will show you all in the going. But you know what it requires for us? 
another yes, a bigger yes. Who has been saying yes to the Lord? Like a lot of yeses. And then what do we know about yes? (laughs) It comes with another yes. That's what we know about yeses. We know that as soon as we say yes, and then the Lord begins to like show us that thing, and we're like, whoa, and then we did it. And then we're like, Father, look at that. Awesome. And then he's like, yes, let's say yes again. It just keeps going, okay? The yeses never stop in our life. Who we are in Christ is a daily thing where we wake up to the Lord and we say yes. So the Lord is saying to his people, will you say yes to me? Will you say yes to me again? Will you let, my put, let me put my heart inside of you for people? Will you do that? Like cadence, oh my gosh, on an operating table? The Lord's like, let me have that one. There's this one. Yes, hallelujah. That's what we want. I had a dream that I was hooked up to defibrillator pads. I didn't know if this was going to come out, but since next Sunday I'm going to have part two, it's going to come out. So I was hooked up to defibrillator pads. And um, do you guys know what those are? They're like shock people. Yeah, they're like hooked up to a machine, medical things, you know, like your heart's doing something weird, shock them. And then somebody like either comes alive or their heart rhythm gets reset. So I had this dream that I was being shocked and it happened like three times. There was some space in between them. And I woke up from that dream. Oh, here's the thing. But at the end of the dream, the people who were shocking me, I was alive the whole time. (sighs) And so I said to the people, I'm alive. (laughs) Like, what are you doing? (laughs) Like, that's what was going on in the inside of me. Like, why are you shocking me right now? Because I'm already alive. So the dream ended. So for the next couple of days, I had to go back and spend time with the Lord. I'm like, Father, (laughs) what on earth is that about? And so a couple days later, I was spending time with the Lord, and then the Lord spoke to me. And he said, why do you shock someone who's already alive? I know this. As a nurse, actually, you don't even have to be a nurse. It's just common knowledge. So the person's heart hasn't stopped. They're actually alive. Why do you shock them when they're actually alive? to reset their rhythm, okay? So their rhythm was like, that was was AFib. I don't know what that was. That was something crazy, okay? So some crazy, crazy rhythm, not normal sinus rhythm. And so as I've been spending time with the Lord, I literally have been saying to the Lord, and get the visual, I literally have been saying to the Lord, let me just put my ear up on your chest. Let me just set it right there. Let me just set it right there. Make me stay here. Like, let me stay here. Let me stay here for a long time. Let me stay here a long time until I hear how your heart is beating and make my heart beat that way. I had already been in that place with the Lord for a long time. I said, just make my heart beat like yours. Just make my heart beat like yours. Make my heart beat for people like yours. Move me in compassion. Make my heart beat like yours. Let my mouth open up to the people that are lost in this world. Make my heart beat like yours. Yes? So the Lord said to me, why do you shock someone's heart that's already alive to reset the rhythm? And the Lord said, hi, daughter, am resetting the rhythm of your heart. And I said, bring it on. That's what we should do, right? That's what we should do because it's what we're here for. It is purpose. 
and strategies overall in this church are to know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. That's what we want. And so the Lord is just saying in this call to action to his people, is he's saying, will you just let me open your eyes and open your ears up? Will you listen to my heartbeat and what I'm saying and who to serve and how to serve them? And here's the beauty, because we're his workmanship, that the Lord will just take everything that he has designed us. You guys have unique differences between each other. You can all see it. You guys can all see it. We can certainly see it. When we have all the kids together, we're like, oh, you guys are so different than each other. That's the beauty of it. We have a world full of all kinds of different people. And what we know is our relationship with the Lord is he's saying, go in with your uniqueness into your place of influence. I cannot be everywhere. Anyone up here cannot be everywhere. Mark cannot be everywhere that Austin can be, right? We could go on and on and on. And so the Lord is saying, uh, would you let me rip the tape off of your mouth? And will you begin to have a conversation with me about who to serve and to how to serve them and to go and serve them? And in your going, I will equip you with what you need to be able to serve them. I'm going to tell you something else. I picked someone up the other day, not just random off the street. I contacted the person, <laughs> and I said, I said, I want to do something for you right now. It was, it was a person that the Lord put in my life that said, you pursue them. You pursue them. I said, I want to do something for you. And they said, okay. I gave them a list of things that I felt like the Lord was telling me to do for them. So, yes. Yeah, so I went, and I picked them up. We hung out and spent some time together. At the end, I was praying over them. And while I was praying over them, the Lord began to speak to them. Just doing what he does. The Lord just doing what he does. I just went in a place to serve him. I didn't know exactly everything that was going to happen, but I know, I know who. And I had asked the Lord how, and I put some things out. And I went and got into their space, which they were happy to have me into, and I said, okay, I love you. The Lord loves you. There's so much that he wants you to hear from him. I'm just going to pray over you and bless you, and I'm going to go drop you back off at work. That's what that particular situation looked like. Those are endless, right? But the Lord is asking us, will you come to me, and will you ask me who and how to serve them, and I will equip you in the going. I'm not going to keep going, but I want to leave you with something else. There's, there's, there's a part two. Okay, so there's a part two because what I want to talk about actually in part two is the posture. So we have the things about the who. So you guys spend time with the Lord this week. The who and the how and that the Lord is using your specific things that he has given you, gifting he has given you, talent that you possess, things that you are schooled in to go and to be able to hear from the Lord and like begin, there's like a crack open. Can I say that to you? There's like a crack open right now. And the Lord is calling his troops. And he's saying, go walk through and watch it crack wide open. And he is just asking for us to be obedient in the going so that he can do what he wants to do. Here's the thing I want to leave you with. So I called Pastor Bobby. Do you guys know um, Pastor Bobby? Give me a quick show of hands. That's a lot. Okay, so a little recap for anybody that doesn't. Pastor Bobby is like, 
can I say you're like spiritual father? Yes, for Pastor Kent. So for years, he has been feeding into us, like speaking into our lives. It's beautiful, and he's coming at the end of July, and I'm so excited. Pastor Bobby has spoken radical things into my life, and I praise and thank God for him and that he opens his mouth and that his tape is ripped off because it has blessed our body. Okay, so Kent usually just talks to uh, Pastor Bobby. It's usually not me. But sometimes I'm with Kent, and he's talking to Pastor Bobby, and I get to overhear conversations. And it's beautiful. Like, Pastor Bobby don't care. He just, he calls Kent to just like, whoo, and the Lord was saying, whoo, whoo. And I'm like, whoo, whoo, that's awesome. And so I was taking notes, actually, from this time in October. And the notes I was taking, I felt like um, about a week ago that the Lord had said to me, call Pastor Bobby for him to minister to you. And I was like, oh, well, that's different but I will call Pastor Bobby and have him minister to me. So I had sent him a text message, and I said, Pastor Bobby, it's not urgent, but when you have a moment, and I even reminded him, I just want to say this too. Pastor Bobby, he does not remember everybody's names. He doesn't remember everything he's prophesied over people. He doesn't remember their stories. He hears from the Lord. That's what it is. So when he's speaking things to you, it isn't because anybody told him, it's, it's not in him. Like, I literally have known him for years, and I still felt the need to say, this is Pastor Kent's sister, Katie. I still felt the need to do that, just to make sure the dots were connected, okay? But I go that, I say that to, to say this point to you. So I thought I knew why. And so all, I sent him a text message. I said, just whenever you get a chance, you know, just uh, give me a ring. Not urgent. So, like, four days goes by, and I'm like, he didn't have a chance. <laughs> it's okay. I didn't care. I wasn't offended by it. Whatever. I just did what the Lord told me to do. I really didn't care. And I said, that's fine. I left it there. I wasn't even totally sure that he got it because he didn't even have my number. Again, I'm telling him who I am in the text message. But he and Kent text. I knew this was safe zone. Like, it's going to be okay. So yesterday morning, I'm in Kent's office. And I have spent hours in hours with the Lord about what he is telling us to go forward with. Hours. Like in the middle of the night, I woke up last night and uh, the power went off and I woke up and there I was in a conversation with the Lord. Hours and hours. So I'm in Ken's office yesterday morning and I'm like, Father, just seal it all up. Let's just seal it all up. What you're just going to have be released out to the people. Pastor Bobby calls me in that moment. I said, well, Thank you, Jesus. And so he said, you know, Katie, yeah, what can I do for you? And so I tell him, I was like, Pastor Bobby, you said this thing, and it was stirring in my heart. Will you?" I even told him what I wanted him to minister to me, which was hilarious. I said, I said would you minister that thing to me? So he heard it, but he was like, hmm. And then he just went off ministering what the Lord began to speak to him. Okay? He knows nothing about the campaign of influence. He knows nothing about what the Lord has been saying in our hearts about going. He knows nothing about, like, this birthing and, like, labor that we have been feeling in our body, that we've been so equipped with something that's, like, about to come forward. He has nothing that we have been, he doesn't know anything that we have been talking about, that we are an army, and the Lord is, like, calling us to active duty and to go forward. These are the things that the Lord is like stirring upon us and in us, and oh, it's so good. So, so here's what Pastor Bobby says to me. You guys are going to love this. Again, he knows nothing, and he says, 
why can evil go? He's talking about evil in the world, like everything we're seeing going on around us because they prepare in advance. When you are in war, you lay out strategy in advance. Prepare. You are preparing your kids in advance. The Lord said, people training for military don't stay in boot camp for 35 years. Oh, ouch. (laughs) They don't stay in boot camp for 35 years, only about eight weeks. Then they go into maybe some advanced individual training and then on-the-job training, and then they go. Just go. He said, in the going, in the going. And I, I mean, I am writing like, like, as he's talking, I have three pages of notes by the time our phone conversation is done. I mean, I had to, every now and then, I had to be like, I'm still here. I'm still here. I'm still here. Like, I, oh, amen, I'm still here. I, I was just like receiving everything he had to say because he was just confirming what the Lord, because that's how he prays over our body. He prays over Kent continuously and feeds into him. And he's like in unity with what is going on here. And so here I call him about one thing and he's like, oh, I actually have this thing to tell you from the Lord. And I'm like, wow, because that thing is the thing I'm going to start teaching about tomorrow. So that's so good. That is so powerful. So he's telling people, go, tell them to go. And here's the thing. When truth is imparted, it will drive out untruth. This is what he says to me. When truth is imparted, it will drive out untruth. When truth is imparted, it will drive out untruth. We don't have to make it happen. We just have to go and allow the truth to do what it is designed to do. Oh, that's a relief. Can we just all like put that on for a second? So what, what we're asking for everybody to do isn't like go and make something happen. We're asking to spend time with the Lord, go into a secret quiet place. Let him begin to reveal people to you, the who and the how, and how he sees that kind of coming about into people's lives. It's going to be really, really, really good stuff. So I'm going to say that part again. We don't have to make it happen. We just have to go and allow the truth to do what it is designed to do. And I quote Pastor Bobby. And I'm like, hallelujah, that's like everything in my heart that you just said, like all in this phone conversation. And it was absolutely beautiful. So that, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go from that place, like right there. And I'm just going to tell you guys, begin to spend time with the Lord because he is doing something and he's asking us as the army to rise up, to answer a call to action. I use that specific language because he's named it a campaign of influence. And let me say something about the campaign of influence. That is like language for us campaign of influence, that we are saying we are strategically going to go to be influencers into all areas of society. That's not language for the world. It's not language for everybody else. What you're doing with them, and I'm going to go more into that next week, what you're doing with them is going to be the heart of God coming out to them, loving God. Like when you're spending time with them, it's going to be serving them with compassion, compassion, Oh my gosh. So I'm going to tell you this piece too. I am going to stop because the whole, I have a whole nother message because there's a posture that the Lord wants us to take. So he's named the thing. Okay. And then he's given a strategy of the who and the how, and then you go and he's given us the strategy, but there's a posture that he's calling us to come and take before him, that that's what gets displayed out to the world. 
is that posture that he's asking us to be in. And it's a beautiful, beautiful place because when we are postured right before the Lord, when our heart is beating to his heartbeat towards the world, like we don't miss it. We don't miss it. We just come in and do truth. And then we let all of it just unveil before the people just like it was designed to do. I love that. Isn't that good? You guys feel like you can just like wrap your head around this? I don't want to live in a world where people don't know about Jesus. I am dissatisfied with that. I am. We can give Jesus to people, and we need to. And we need to. Sometimes as a nurse, I'm dealing with people like in their absolutely most vulnerable state. Let let me say this to you too. Is in this, in this place of this campaign, that what the Lord's going to do is he's, he's like cracking open some things right here. And we know that actual discipleship needs to happen. Okay? But sometimes we have to just begin to put one foot in the front of the other. We have to get everybody activated. Everybody activated. Everybody activate. Everybody say, I'm going to activate. I'm going to activate. He's got to get everybody activated because in the Great Commission, we're called to go and make disciples. It needs to come back to that place. It needs to come back to that place. But the Lord is saying, just call my people to action. And in the action of them going and doing my heart unto the world, I'm going to work out the other pieces. Yeah? Okay, listen, this scripture right here. 1 Corinthians 3, 6, I planted, Paul is talking, I planted Apollos water, but God gave the increase. God gave the increase. God gave the increase. God gave the increase. So we plant and we water. We plant and we water, and God will give the increase into people's lives. And you don't know at what point you're hitting them, but you've heard from the Lord, and you're going to go serve them. And you're going to let the Lord do what he is so beautiful at doing and wooing his people unto him. Yes? So, so sometimes I work with people like in the hospital. With, we have a drug and alcohol program also. And here's the thing I know. Here's the thing I know. I cannot journey and disciple them through this. I'm going to have them just maybe for a couple days or I might be their nurse for just one day. But what I do know is in that one day, When I walk into a room, the Spirit of God walks in with me. What I know is I'm asking the Lord. Oh, I know the who, so how? The who is right before me. The who I'm going to serve is right before me. How, Father? How would you have me serve them? And there are things that the Lord will have me pray and release over people in that season. And then you know what it always comes back to? Always. It comes back to, do you know Jesus as your Lord and Savior? Do you? I spent time. I knew the who, and I was asking the Lord how. I love on men. Listen, sometimes it's at the end of a 12-hour shift. At the end, where I all day long have been walking out Jesus to them. All day long, I am here. I am right here. I am not leaving you. I am not leaving you. I care. I, I care about what is going on on the inside of you, and I'm right here with you. I care. I care. I didn't say Jesus cares. I care. I care. I planted my own seed and watered it. (laughs) 
And I said, oh, Father, bring increase to it now. Bring increase to it now. You get to the place where you pray with someone. You get to the place where you pray with someone. And they hit that moment where they say, oh, the healer, the healer showed up. The healer showed up. So I don't get to disciple them all of the time, but oh, the healer showed up. Do not withhold the healer from people. Do not withhold Jesus from people. Just go. Say who and how, and yes, I can, and I will answer the call to action, and Father, you bring increase to it. So we'll have times where we'll go, and it may just be like, I'm going to do this thing for you because the Lord like, brought me to your place of business. Lord brought me to your family, and I'm going to do this thing for you. Jesus loves you. It might be just like there, and then all of a sudden, you'll see the people where they're like, who is this Jesus? And you're like, oh, <laughs> yes, 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 I can go in there. And then sometimes people will just be like, yeah, okay, thanks. Okay, so you planted something. Yes? God is faithful to watch over his word to perform it. It is his word. It is his word. You just go and deliver the truth and let it do what it's designed to do. It doesn't have to be any more complicated than that. God wants all people to be unto him. He does. And he wants to use us, our mouths, our hands, and our feet to go to a world to bring the solution. So I go back to it's not random acts of kindness. Does that mean more now? <laughs> it's not random acts of kindness. The world can do random acts of kindness. These are intentional things in the who and how, and I will go. If God is changing your life through this ministry, join us in reaching others by partnering with us today. If you would like to give or would like more information on how we're making a difference, visit ociperryville.com.